What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning, Bruce. How are you this morning? I'll see you live. That's good. Did you have your morning bike ride this morning? No, uh, I did not have one. It was a bit bit rainy still. Well, the good news is, is that if you do go out and ride a bike, right, you, you might soon be able to buy some tires that are not filled with air. Okay. I mean, I, I know the idea of these have been around for, for a while and there's been different concepts out there, but the main problem that they were having with them is they weren't very um, shock absorbent. Yeah. Well, NASA has been working on something uh, and they, they kind of took this approach with the, uh, the rovers that they sent to the, uh, uh, to the moon. Uh, and and Mars with these, uh, they put titanium wheels on them, or excuse me, titanium tires, uh, nearly indestructible titanium tires. Uh, And apparently these have shown promise, uh, and they're talking about putting them on uh, tires that we have now uh, and using them for tires uh, with all kinds of uh, projects. The Smart Tire Company is working with scientists at the American Space Agency to adapt its Smart Memory Alloy, or SMAs, uh, tire technology for bicycles. So the design, according to the firm, means the bike tires will never need air or get a flat. The firm is set to release METAL, M-E-T-L, uh, which stands for Martensite Elasticized Tubular Loading. <laughs> I'm glad they actually abbreviated that. The firm is set to release METAL tires next year that will boast a rubber-like tread for added traction. Great idea. I like it. The problem is this is titanium. And the, and the reason I say that that is a problem on mass scale, titanium is expensive. It, mm-hmm. it, it's not something that's readily available everywhere. It, it's mm-hmm. not like, for example, aluminum. Aluminum's cheap because it's readily available. It's everywhere. Right, right. Originally developed for use on lunar and Mars rover missions, the SMA tires made from interconnected springs composed of nitinol. Uh, a lightweight nickel titanium alloy, uh, which nickel, I mean, that's, you know, ni- nickel's pretty readily available. I mean, but we do, we do make batteries out of nickel. So yeah. And with batteries being a thing in the future, that's going to be, you know, a more and more rare commodity to get your hands on. Uh, though quite elastic, nitol, uh, excuse me, nitinol returns to its original shape at the molecular level without losing structural integrity. As a bonus, they provide as good or better traction than traditional rubber tires and have built-in shock-absorbing capabilities. Doesn't that alleviate your uh, concerns a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I'm, so far I like it. Cyclists will not be able to wait to get their hands on these very cool-looking space-age metal tires that don't go flat, said Earl Cole, who took home the million-dollar prize in Survivor, uh, Fiji in 2007, and launched the Smart Tire Company last year with blockchain engineer Brian uh, Yenny. The unique combination of these advanced materials, coupled with a next-generation eco-friendly design, make for a revolutionary product, he said. The Smart Team worked with NASA at the Glenn Research Center Inventors um, to adapt the technology for use by the general public. Thanks to their ability to undergo phase transitions at the molecular level under strain, 
SMAs are unlike any other material, exhibiting 30 times the recoverable strain of ordinary steel. Shape memory alloys look extremely promising in revolutionizing the entire terrestrial tire industry. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. That's good. I've heard the, I've heard about the concepts of airless tires for a long time. Uh, as a matter yeah. of fact, even Musk was talking about airless tires uh, here a while back. And he said there's so many things you got to consider with these things. Balance, road noise, uh, how, you know, what, what materials you're going to use and things like that. But this, I, I've never seen anything like this. I, I've seen the concepts of, I almost want to say it's like, uh, it's a composite, but it's a reinforced composite. Uh, I've seen, I've seen concepts of that, but the problem is, is that it doesn't hold up very well. Uh, and the shock absorbing and the noise is just terrible. So this, though, seems like something completely different. Yeah, they're taking a different design in the the shape memory alloy. That That's uh, interesting. So we've used shape memory for other things like um, fuel tanks and, and military vehicles. Um, we've used it in drones. Uh, the, like the drones, you can actually give it an electrical charge and it would change shape uh, based on the uh, hertz of the electrical charge. So you could change it from a flying drone to a, a like a rover to, you know, back again. So th- it's interesting what you what we could do with shape memory uh, alloys. So using this for tires, interesting idea. I'm curious to how, see how well it holds up against um, wear and tear. Uh, I know titanium is, is pretty good uh, as far as durability is concerned. So... Yeah, I'm 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 interested in seeing um you know the outcome of this. If um if it ends up being that this is something that you could for example uh put the titanium uh nickel alloy on there and then just coat it with like a rubber for example or or something like that. Which to, is what they're talking about. Yeah, and then you but just you'd have to recoat it with rubber every time exactly. you know, when it needs retreaded. You'd and have to retread. That it. would be Yeah, that would be uh I think that would be all right. The company is also working with Ford's uh, Ford Motors spin division to develop SMA tires for e-scooters. You know, these little scooters you see running around all over the place. I wonder if this is going to be possible for like cars. I wonder if the weight is going to be a problem because I mean, obviously bikes and e-scooters are, are going to be a lighter, you know, 300 pounds, maybe tops. Yeah, they say that. Uh, well, at the moment, they say that this will be, let me see, according to them, uh, the smart and uh, metal tires will be available for the cycling community in early 2022. But they haven't talked yet about pricing. As far as a car tire goes, they haven't really commented too much on that, at least not what I'm reading here. They said a car tire, they said a car tire that doesn't give out from wear and tear, leaks or punctures could have a major impact on the global automotive tire market, which is valued right now at $112 billion a year and projected to reach $154 billion a year by 2027, according to Allied Market Research. So that mm. could save a lot of money. I, I think that actually that number will probably go down by then because you're, yeah. you're you know, ESGs, that kind of stuff. You're going to have mm-hmm. to not mm-hmm. drive a vehicle as much. And if they continue with these, you know, telecommuting, people won't drive around as much. Yeah. And you know what, Bruce, we need climate lockdowns, right? That, that's what we need. We, we need climate lockdowns to solve this, this problem is what we need. Right. 10 months a year. Yes. But well, they're saying that that is a that's a compromise t- 10 months a year. Somewhere around here, I've got a uh, gun to say no. Oh, okay. <laughs> a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> BMW, right? You're talking about cars. BMW has no plans to stop developing internal combustion engines. They're not even going to bother with that. They say, well, yeah, we're going to stick with it. Sorry. I don't believe you. It's my first response. Um, and here's why. I'm wondering if this is a, hey, guys, we're not going to do this. 
And then a few months later or a year later, they're going to go, ha, psych, uh, we're, we're going to stop doing that. Like, I wonder if it's just to take the heat off of them now and to get people that are not wanting to go to the down the ESG route, raise their stock prices. Stock price. You know? Yeah. 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 And then they'll say, oh, uh, after careful consideration and considering all of the options, we have decided that, uh, yeah, that that's what it'll be. Yesterday, Audi, right, which is Volkswagen, announced that it will stop developing new internal combustion engines. I guess that kind of shoots the idea that I was going to get a new Audi. You know, I was going to look at those next week. Only updating the ones it currently has to offer. This is a move to invest more resources into electrifying the brand. But it seems like not all German car companies are on the same page. You know, there was a CEO of Volkswagen who was speaking out against COVID, lockdowns, the Great Reset. And you know what happened to him? Strangest thing. He he fell in front of a moving train. It's just sheer coincidence that uh, that, that happened. Uh, COVID yeah. death. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that that's what it was. It, well, COVID complications. You know, the, the yes. complications. Complications. COVID yes. complications. Yeah. Uh, and now all of a sudden, Audi and Volkswagen say, well, we're going all electric. Yeah. It's funny how they made such a miraculous decision after they changed CEOs. Yeah. Interesting timing. Yeah. It's just, it's strange, strange how that stuff happened. Yeah. Uh, by the way, did I tell you that, that Europe's largest data center went up in flames yesterday? Did I tell you that? Oh, huh. 12,000 cloud servers, just poof, gone, just up the road from yeah, it. That, that, went up like a candle. OVH data center in Europe takes down millions of sites, including uh, WP Rocket and Imageify. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thousands of sites and businesses, including popular plugins, a multitude of businesses are tweeting updates to their clients. I, I don't know if people understand that data centers like this, the kind of fire protections that they have in data centers, um, they use a chemical that I, I forget what it, what it was called, but it's a it's a gas that gets released that basically deprives uh, the fire of oxygen. So, for Argon. example, it. it uh, yeah, I don't remember if it was argon or nitrogen. I don't remember argon which di- one it was. Argon displaces oxygen, so it would starve anything immediately. Yeah, nitrogen does the same thing. Uh, you know, you can release it and it'll, yeah. it'll stifle yeah. fires as well. They were actually, I, I've seen an experiment um, years back. They were making hand grenades uh, for firefighters that were just, it was like a canister of compressed nitrogen that they could throw into the fire and it would, uh, you know, it kind of, give you a burst of nitrogen that would kind of put out the fire a bit, starve it. That's that's interesting. Okay. I guess it would have to be nitrogen. You couldn't you couldn't use argon, especially if you had personnel in the building, it would kill them. Yeah. So it would kill yeah, them. Yeah. Yeah. But there, it's a it's a special it's a different chemical. It's not either of those. I, I was just using those as examples. Oh okay. The they, the chemical they use, I forget what it's called. It's non-toxic, all that stuff. And it does basically the same thing. Basically it's they use something that's not going to destroy the equipment inside. But they have the entire facility rigged up with those kind of things. So if there is a fire that breaks out in a data center, it is immediately extinguished very quickly without damaging the rest of the equipment. So the fact that the entire facility burned down says to me that this was rigged, that this uh-huh. was intentional. Uh-huh. Just a sheer coincidence, I'm sure. Yeah, it's just, a, yeah, just strange how these things happen. In a tweet by auto journalist Phil LeBeau, BMW's CEO, Oliver Zips, says uh, is cited as saying the brand has no plans to stop developing internal combustion engines because the demand for ICE vehicles will remain robust for many years to come. I believe that. Uh, I, I really, truly believe that because no one wants electric cars. 
because they're just crap. It's not meant to work, right? The electric cars, they're not meant to work. It's meant to stifle innovation and make you quit and give up. That's what it's meant to do. It's not meant to work. Anybody that doesn't believe that, look up what the Zill was in the Soviet Union and look at how much of a success that was. But maybe the company could get around it with this. BMW makes their eyeline, which is, you know, the i4, the i uh, the i3, the i8, the i5, I think, all the or no, not the i5. Uh, these things, these are already plug-in hybrids and uh, and all that stuff already. And then of course, they've got plans to make full electric vehicles. So why not continue to make internal combustion engines? The timing of all these companies coming out and saying that they're going to stop doing the the combustion engines, it's kind Mm -hmm. of interesting that they're all kind of saying that by 2030, we're going to stop making combustion engines. 2035, they might have to push it back to 2035. Well, yeah, some, what was it, Ford said that, I I believe. But nonetheless, it's it's within that time range. And it's interesting. It's just a, just a, Time range. Yeah. Well, they're all they all seem to be saying the same thing. Is is right yeah. about that? Yeah. It's it's strange uh, that they're all getting on board at the same time. Well, okay. I, I'm sure it's nothing. Uh, do you use any of these home devices? You know, the Amazon one, the Google one, the Apple one. Do you do you use any of those? No. 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 Okay. Well, Apple has one. Their uh, their HomePod. Uh, that's going to be taken down. Uh, early 2018 is when that thing launched. This thing was. $350. Why would you spend $350 on an Apple HomePod? Why would you do that? I mean, if it cooks for you and does the dishes for you, I, I could see that. I don't think you it know, does any of that stuff. Right. It was just like yeah, it's just like the uh, the Echoes, the Amazon Echoes. It was just mm-hmm. like those. Yeah, I can't. What it sounds like to me is um, the same thing that Apple does every time and overprices their products. (laughs) They overpriced it. But more than that, they didn't like Apple has a bad habit of not allowing other services like they want to offer their own exclusive services and no offense, but they suck. So, for example, if you've got one of these little home pods, which I'm looking at a picture of it here, it's like the size of a softball, right? So it's like one of these, you know, round things or whatever. New ones? Well, the, uh, the, old, the old. The, the, the old ones. Uh, it looks like oh. the, yeah, the old ones. It's it's the size of the, um, you know, size of a softball. And obviously, if you've got something like that, right, that's going to be, that's going to be like a speaker and you're going to want to listen to music on it, right? Or take calls on it or whatever the hell it is you do. They wouldn't even allow sp- streaming services like Spotify to be put on it. Apple wouldn't allow it. Well, probably because you had to use their proprietary iTunes. You, you couldn't use Spotify. Yes. You had to use iTunes. That's why they wanted you to use iTunes. And it's like, well, I, I mean, if I have if I have Spotify, why, why would I go through iTunes? It, like, it doesn't make any sense. But now they're going to focus on the mini, the, the HomePod mini uh, that was released last year at ninety nine dollars. And they say that that's a little bit more competitive with uh, Amazon's Echo and Google Nest's audio. I, I haven't seen the Google one. Uh, I, I've, I could have one of those devices sitting in front of me. I wouldn't even know what it looks like. <laughs> we I don't. I don't know if we mentioned this yesterday, but the Google Nest um, devices are now going to start monitoring your sleep patterns and your the, oh, the yeah. Mark Gen, Generation Two. They're going yeah, to, that's uh, that's nice. Yeah. yeah, that's that's nice yeah. for for those that, that want the Nest stuff. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I, I got a list here. Listen to these numbers. Okay, listen to this. This is the number of units in the fourth quarter of 2020. Right, the fourth quarter of last year because we're just now getting the numbers on these. Amazon sold, listen to how many Echoes they sold, okay? In the fourth quarter, 16.5 million in the fourth quarter. Google sold 13.2 million in the fourth quarter. Uh, Baidu, I, I don't know what that is. That must be like a, that must be a one from China. Uh, they uh, sold B-A-I-D-U, Baidu. Yeah, it's like Googling it, the first thing I get is 
freaking one of the Asiatic languages. Yeah, okay. So they sold 6.6 million of those. Alibaba, all right, that's Jack Ma's company. We know we know where that one comes from. They sold 6.3 million. Apple sold 4.6 million. Uh, Xiaomi sold 3.8 million. And of course, others totaled uh, 7.3 million. So mix of different ones. In total, in the fourth quarter of 2020, these home devices or whatever, 58.2 million were sold. That's unbelievable that people put these things in their houses. That's unbelievable. You know, I, I saw something the other day. And I was toying around. I was looking at 5G, right? I was looking at 5G because apparently 5G is available. And I have a new 5G phone, right? I've got one of the very few 5G phones, a thin one at that, right? See, Bruce is pretty thin yeah, for 5G. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is with a case, right? This is with a big old thick case on it. But I've got 5G. It's not available where I live. It's in the next town over where they have 5G. But I thought, all right, well, that's interesting. So I look at my provider, right, which is Vodafone. I look at my provider, which is basically like Verizon, right, over here. Same thing. Same company, actually. I look at their website and they say, oh, yes, yes, we can we can offer you 5G in your house. No problem. Uh, if the infrastructure is near you, we can offer it in your house because 5G's got this little bit of a problem trying to get through walls and things. Yeah, it doesn't really work too well in buildings. However, there is a nice device that the provider offers that I can put in my home if I so choose. To give me 5G in my house. And would you believe it's made by a company called Huawei? Yeah. W- would you believe that? Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's so convenient that they just want to make these devices for everybody. Uh, and the company just happily carries them uh, to put them right in your houses. And it's it's just it's so great. Yeah. It's it's great that they are they are offering that service to you uh, in your own home. Isn't that wonderful? I'm going to go out and get one today. I've already ordered mine, Bruce. I don't know what you're waiting on. No, I, I won't. I won't have one of those things in my home. No, never. Uh, Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Speaking of smart devices, OpenAI's Sam Altman says that artificial intelligence will generate enough wealth to pay each adult $13,500 a year. There's your universal basic income. Oh, I, I, uh, <laughs> it, it, it's not going to take much to do that. I mean, just go into uh, you know the, the the printing presses and just start printing off money and there you go hey we got you know you print a well, new trillion we'll dollars a year let's just make everybody a millionaire right that'll solve everything yeah yeah that'll um that'll 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 solve a lot of things you know if you if you wanted to pay more at the gas pump that that would help so you have to pay more at the gas pump and mm-hmm. you know bread and milk you know those things would cost more as well that they, they would Overnight, well, no. it would. Go well, no, from it's like it, you you get a million dollars, and then that, like that that fixes everything. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You have that, but the prices mm-hmm. stay the same, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, no, the, the prices of it would probably uh, add a couple zeros to it. Uh, oh, oh, is that how it works? Yeah. Okay, I wasn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't yeah. sure. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Yeah, Artificial intelligence. Yeah, just a little bit. Artificial intelligence will create so much wealth that every adult in the United States could be paid thirteen thousand five hundred dollars per year. From its windfall as soon as 10 years from now. What's 10 years from now? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So uh, my first question is, all right, so the possibilities with AI, uh, what we can do with AI is pretty vast. So this could be legitimate. But my, my next question is, is how? What is the AI doing that is generating wealth? What is it that is so valuable that the, that it's doing that all this wealth is being well i mean that, that's <laughs> Just, possible I, I personally i would want a quantum computer for doing that kind of stuff could you imagine yeah. like that, oh that, my goodness yeah. there wouldn't be any cryptos left you'd have them all <laughs> yeah, true 
true. Sam Altman, the co-founder and president of the San Francisco headquartered art, artificial intelligence focused nonprofit OpenAI. He says, my work at OpenAI reminds me every day about the magnitude of the socioeconomic change that is coming sooner than most people believe. Software that can think and learn will do more and more of the work that people now do. Oh, yes. Remember? Yeah. Essential, non-essential. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're not going to be you're not going to be needed. Altman calls it an AI revolution, and it compares it in magnitude to the agricultural, industrial and computational technological revolutions. The technological progress we make in the next hundred years will be far larger than all we've made since we first controlled fire and invented the wheel. Um, yeah, because... They didn't have computers until recently, within the last mm-hmm. 150 years or so. So, yeah. And I would argue we're probably about 50 years further ahead than where we are, because I, I think that they've been repressing a lot of this stuff. That's just my opinion. Possibly. Yeah, that that's very possible. Um, I mean, we could already have an artificial intelligence controlling everything. Yes, we call him uh, Klaus Schwab. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I say that. What happens? When you have the entire population controlled by a, an AI, for example, and, and by that I mean, let's say we have all these business positions and jobs and everything controlled by AI. Um, what happens when the AI becomes self-aware and says no? Um, the orderly destruction of the human race? Yeah, pretty much. I if mean, you become just... so reliant on it and it says no, uh, <laughs> what are you going to do? I mean, you... you yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know at that point what you would do. Pull the plug, I guess. I, I don't know. I don't know. Can like you these, at that point? I, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. The government needs to respond accordingly, according to him, right? Government needs to respond accordingly. If public policy doesn't adapt accordingly, most people will end up worse off than they are today. Uh, what do you do when you have people that write policy papers that write people out of the equation completely? He, okay, so there is, we do need to have the discussion on this because when we start seeing things like gene therapy become more and more common and to the point that you're actually able to augment your abilities, or we start seeing cybernetics coming into, you know, mass production, this is, this is going to be a problem. It, we are going to have multiple classes of people. You're, you're going to have the class that are unaugmented and you're going to have the class that is augmented. Then you're going to have subfighting inside the, the, the classes of, uh, you know, augmented, uh, how good your augments are compared to someone else's augments. And are you keeping up with the Joneses? Are you ahead of the curve? You know, all those kind of things. And it, it is going to create a, 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 another infighting system, if you will, a, a societal hierarchy. And it is something we're going to have to discuss and, and, and come to terms with. But the AI thing, <laughs> we're already using AI everywhere. Hop on to Google. Search well, something. Yeah, that's those, AI. Are just, those are algorithms that are programmed by people, though. That's all AI is. It's, it's, it's an algorithm. It's, it's designed to create uh, uh, or, well, I mean, it's designed to answer a question, basically. The search engine is, is a more of a basic AI, if you will. It's not designed to be human-like. It's just designed to do a specific job. That's kind of what right now that's that's all AI really does is it's designed to do a specific job. And I, I don't think it'll ever get out of that for another, you know, 20, 40 years. It, it'll mm-hmm. take a while for that one. Mm-hmm. AI will enable computer programs to read legal documents and give medical advice in the next five years. In the next 10, computers will do assembly line work. I would argue they're already doing that now. I mean, maybe not as in depth as what they're talking about here, but um, well, 
The, okay, so the first two that you listed, they're already kind of doing. Right. So they're already experimenting with the first one. Some of the, the mm -hmm. college universities are, are using this. And the, the other one that you listed there, that's kind of the goal of Amazon. It wants to learn enough about you that they can actually 3D print or create a product specifically designed for you based on you know your past histories or, or a product that you want. And it uses artificial intelligence to predict a product that you'll like and then right. create a product for you. That's kind of right. what, what's in the future. So I'm not necessarily against that. But at the same time, I'm against the part where we, the people, are being cut out of the equation. That's where I draw the line right there. I, I'm not against this advancement. I'm not against that at all because we can actually benefit from that as a, as a civilization. I, I don't think we can avoid it at this point. I, I seriously don't. This is... This is uh, equivalent to like the, the the trends we've seen, like the um, cotton gin, for example, or or it, it this is changing things so revolutionary. You're going to stop needing, you know, hundreds of people on your farms because, well, we got the tractor, we got the combine, we've got the uh, other heavy equipment to go out and, and, you know, take care of all of that for us now. So you don't need hundreds of people out there telling the ground or picking the you don't need that or a large family, at least, you know, now you just need, you know, one or two people to go out or hell, you don't even need that. You have a drone that's programmed, pre-programmed, it'll go through, weed the place for you, you know, it'll check the soil quality and, you know, if it needs to add fertilizer or it needs to, whatever, it, it goes in and you do all that. And it, it's all controlled by GPS and uh, solar operated, all the stuff they have now is crazy. Hell, most of the so, most farming now is automated. I mean, you still yeah. need the operator there, obviously, but I mean, most of these, uh, most of this, this big farm equipment, it's all GPS done. Like the, the person sits in it, the farmer sits in it and just taps in on the touchscreen above him or to the left of him or down below him, whatever, you know, because there's like multiple touchscreens in these things. Just type in what you're doing and you just sit there. You don't even have to yeah. steer. You can take your hand off the wheel and put your hand behind your head. Like you don't have to do anything. Yeah. yeah. Take phone and calls and, and tweet and, and sit in the air conditioning. That's all you have to do. Yeah, because of uh, COVID and the trends that's going that way, because everybody's, everybody's a germaphobe now, you're, you're going to start seeing fast food restaurants doing the kiosk system. You're going to see, uh, you're no longer going to have chefs it's back already, there. It's already here. It's going to be robotic. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, it's, our, it's inevitable. We're not going to get away from this. It's It's... It's coming. And honestly, what are you going to do as, as a human being? Like, what job are you going to? I, I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't like unless you're in a field for programming or uh, maintaining the robots. What else are you going to do? Art or, or entertainment? But where are the people going to get the money to pay for the art and the entertainment? Well, Bruce, the AI is going to generate it. You'll get thirteen thousand five hundred dollars a year <laughs> from the from the AI. Right. But you That's... need the government. You need the government to to distribute that. That's that is so like I, you can't even live on that here in this state well bruce that's I mean, why we need a great reset yeah that's why that's why we need a great reset because you'll own nothing and you'll be happy about it yeah so you're not gonna have to worry about paying for anything oh you'll pay for everything then yes with your life all right we are gonna have to go we are out of time this morning so thank you for sitting down this morning bruce thank you to all the listeners for all these topics and more please check us out later on this afternoon and i hope everyone has a great morning